with um, with Eric Norton because you did you only caught the second half of that episode. Is that right? Yep, on the halfway mark. Yeah, yeah. So the first half we talked a lot about grading, uh, sorry, pricing and the price guide and pricing the Gretzky rookie and all that. And oh, by the way, we're live now. So um, hello to everybody who's tuning in. It's great to have you. Thanks for joining us for Sports Cards Live After Hours. Joining me tonight, co-hosting with me tonight for the next hour, hour and a half or so, is my good friend Amit Acharya. And you can see on his name tag how to find him on ComC, New York. That's how you find him there. Uh, hey, look, Amit. Name uh, yeah, name says hey, hello. Hey. Name How's says hello. Here? Chris West is here. Chris, good to see you. Ernie, welcome back. Charles, great to have you. Chris West says, missed live due to kids' bath time and bedtime. No worries, Chris. You can always check it out in, in reruns. Check it out in reruns, man, if you want. It was we had a real that was a really good episode with Eric, actually. It was um, I would say it even exceeded my expectations. He was a great guest. He he was challenged, uh, kind of throughout, and he was up for the challenge. You know, we were talking about gr- what what goes into repricing the Gretzky rookie in Beckett magazine? That's kind of what we started talking about, Amit. And you know, it, it's a delicate issue for them to change that price. It's not like they just go do it flippantly. It seems like they've been working on it for years. It's currently at four to eight hundred dollars. Yeah, I think it should be a lot higher. I think it's more in that fifteen hundred to two thousand dollar level for a raw card. Yeah, you have you noticed that that. Certain cards just don't move in the in the price guide. That's ninety nine percent of them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It it happens. And you know, it's uh, if you go back and watch the episode for those of you who didn't see it, it was it was a great. I, I was very happy with the episode. I thought I thought he was a great guest, and we we got to cover a bunch of things. Um, but the grading part of the beginning was the first quarter or so of the show. And uh, if anyone didn't see it, go check that out if you can. I don't know who this is, but hola to you as well. Feel free to type your name in so we know who you are. Rich is back. There's Barry. Barry, how are you? Great to have you with us. And Barry's one of Amit's best buddies in the hobby, I know. They uh, do lots Eric. of business. Yeah. Eric, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's. I think it's 800, Chris. It's 400 to 800 is what Eric told me during the episode. So no, I, I haven't looked for a while, but uh, you know, it, whether it's eight hundred or nine hundred on the high, it's just it's wrong right now. Yeah, Chris says Beckett is useless for anything older than uh, two years in most cases. Useless is too strong a term there. I think it has some usefulness, but it doesn't really have usefulness on high volume cards. It's more for the other cards that where there is some usefulness. Lars from Mars. Man, what a challenge that is. Well, first of all, Lars, welcome to your first after hours. And if I if we if we disappoint you, man, hey, too bad. This is a chill. This is a this is a different episode. I try I try and do this a lot different than the than the main show. I'm I'm I try and be much more relaxed and uh less we have less of an agenda. Amish Dave Archer, man, you're 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 riding with me tonight. Well, great, great to see you again. Thanks for staying up so late. Terry, welcome back. Irving, my man. So Irving, Irving Minera, mustache uh, card breaks or Minera sports cards, and he's known as the, the mustache man. We just confirmed Irving will be my guest on a, uh, a future episode of, uh, of Sports Cards Live. We did, we did book, and I just forget what day it is, but he's booked in October with me now, so can't wait to have you, Irv. Rich says, I didn't realize they had such a small staff taking care of pricing. It's a tall task to have to wait a hundred years 
I'm uh, sorry, it's a tall task to have to watch 100 years worth of cards. It certainly yeah. is. Hey, look who's here. Brett Miles. Great to see you, Brett. Been a while. Good evening, guys. Able to join for another After Hours. Great to see you. Thanks for joining. Al says he uses the Beckett Price Guides all the time for set information. There you go. Not useless, but certainly not as useful for real pricing, real values of cards. Eric welcomes Lars. Have a wobbly pop and enjoy the show. I love it. I love it. Colin, welcome back. Good to see you again. Dave says, I miss Irving from Blog TV days. Yeah, and I, I, I Irv, I saw you posted on Twitter that, you know, you're, you're live now, and I went through it, and you were live on um, blo- uh, Breakers TV, I believe it is. But I couldn't, for some reason, it tuned in, but there was nothing happening, so I didn't stick around long enough to see, and I had to go live myself. But glad to see you're still doing it, Irv. I can't wait to learn more about that. Austin Olson, sorry I couldn't catch as many live streams as before. Been pretty busy lately, but still enjoy watching the recordings. Well, Austin, i just happy to have you whenever you can make it. Guys, this guy here, that's my good buddy, Amit Acharya. He's known online as either 99 Goals or he's also known as Titan Hockey Stick on Twitter, on Instagram. He's also known as Vaguely Linear on Instagram. If you want to tune in and see his his many doodles that he does here. I'll put up there's his Instagram on the ticker right now for you guys. Check him out. He does a, he, he's a, a great hobbyist. A lot we, so Amit and I have been setting up beside each other at Expo for probably five years now. Um, more than that. More than five even now. Yeah. And w- which is great. It's good to have a friend there. You know, I can go walk around and him or his booth partner, Kent will watch my booth for me or cause I'm, I'm, I usually don't have anyone there with me at the show. I'm like, I'm kind of flying solo, but uh, so it's always, it's always nice to, to have a friend nearby, which is awesome. And uh, we've, uh, yeah, man, just a good hobby guy. So I'm happy to kind of, for those of you who may not have caught a meet on Because I'm Carlos uh, a few days ago with, with, Car- with Carlos from the hit show, Because I'm Carlos. Uh, and I do recommend you all check that out. Um, a meet, uh, they did an episode a couple days ago and it went on for a good two hours or so. And uh, I watched it all, enjoyed it all. So I recommend you guys check that out. And let's see what Carlos says. He's down here. Carlos says, I think Amit needs more nicknames and handles. Could, could you get a second line into your name, Amit? <laughs> I know. Hey, Carlos. <laughs> so there you go. On, on this uh, comment that's up there right now, because I'm Carlos, that is the name of the channel. Do check that out. Amit, sorry to just have you sitting there, but I'm going to run through a few more of these. All good. Um, Chris West says, I'm surprised Beckett never set up auctions and had it set up to populate their price guide values for them. Sounds like a tall task. Yeah. Irving misses uh, Dave Archer as well. Oh, you guys. Why don't you guys start your own show? (laughs) Just kidding. Glad to have both of you guys. Name says, I haven't used Beckett for pricing in a long time, but I really do enjoy reading them. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Amit, the price guide is one thing. It's the bulk of the magazine. How is your how is your enjoyment of the the content, the actual articles been in Beckett magazine for the past few years? Past few years, I haven't paid as much to the articles, but historically, I love the articles. Right? That was one of the first things I would read. Um, I pay more attention to uh, cardboard connection, cardboard connection. I look at their write-ups and their things like that, but haven't read as much as Becca as I probably should have, but I know historically I love the glossy magazines from back in the day. The one question I had for everyone, does anybody remember, and maybe I'm crazy, but wasn't there a Charleston standard price guide at one point for hockey cards? There was. It was like a really thick issue. 
Is that yeah. Indium? And I used to have, I'm pretty sure I, I used to buy those. Yeah, that, the, I think, is that what it was? The Char- it was called the Charl the Charlton. Bobby will Bobby will know what it was for oh, sure. Bobby will come through. I think it was called the Char- Charlton. Char- we'll see. Someone will tell us. Someone will tell us. Um, that popped in my head. I don't know why, but I remember it was like it was like a it was a fairly large volume book, and it's like you could go really far back in history, and it had Oddball in there and all kinds of different things you wouldn't find in Beckett. Yeah, I think it was an annual. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had it a couple times. I don't I don't have any copies anymore. Legion, welcome back. Great to have you back. Rod, good to see you, buddy. The Beckett is a guide and should not be used for firm pricing. Preach, my man, preach. Like definitely true. And that's the that's the that's the way it is with every guide, every price guide that has ever been out or that comes out, I believe. You know, then you then you ask the question, well, what about Beckett completed listings? I mean, those are just the transactions that happened between two people at that time yep. with that shipping rate from that location with those shipping restrictions. So you just never know, right? It's, it's, that's why the one thing Beckett has always done right is that they have a range. There's a high and a low. And, and the fact of the matter is for the first, well, forever, people always ignore the low. They yep. only look at the high, but there's a low there for a reason. Cards don't always sell for one price. They sell for a range. And and the and like Rod says, the price guide is a guide. It's a guide. It's a it's one resource to use, right? It's a data set, right? It used to be the only data set. Now we have uh one thirty point eBay uh completed listings. We have Comp C, there's verbal transactions, and of course you got your the card ladders now in, in the game. And there's another popular tool I'm forgetting right now, I'm sure. Oh, the even Sports Card Investor has got another data point. There's many data points now. Right? Yeah. It's just a very yeah. healthy data point driven economy right now. The thing though is that Sports Card Investor uh, and his his uh what's it called market movers tool as well as card ladders tool, yeah, they both pull data from other sources, right? They're not coming up with their own prices, they're they're pulling from eBay completed and some from other auctions yeah. as well. But yeah, yeah, but still. So that's a that's something that's a new for, for as well. Yep. Um, Eric just wants to let you know, Amit, that you are famous from your appearance on Because I'm Carlos. Woo-hoo. So, Eric, I'm going to show you this uh, this piece I have here, and um, it's not available, but it is um, it is in my personal collection. <laughs> This is the Amita Cheria 1985 Opeachy rookie card autographed. Now, I will admit it's not pack pulled. This this card was autographed. This is an in-person autograph that I got from the man himself. And um, even the back is pretty cool, you know. He scored uh he games played, 99 games played, 99 goals, hence his name on <laughs> many message board forums. But what will really surprise you is the penalty minutes, 7,354 penalty minutes <laughs> in 84-85. So anyway, Amit, you're famous from Because I'm Carlos. You have your own hockey card. You are one famous mofo. You know what we uh, should do, Jeremy? You and I should get a dual card. You know those dual headshot cards? Yeah. We should get one made. Then we can right. eat. Like, like the Nolan Ryan, uh, yeah. Jerry Kuzman. Actually, because I'm Carlos, we can put Carlos, yourself, and me, and we can be like the Magic Johnson rookie card we can, with yeah. the rated edges. Perforated. Be- yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Name wants everybody to know that Amit is one of the best in the business. I really enjoyed visiting him at the Virtual Expo. 
There thank you go. You. Thank, thank you, name. Chris says, did you check out Carlos's video about it not being a kid's hobby anymore, Jeremy? Yeah, I, I certainly watched that video, Chris. I watch all of Carlos's videos. Barry says, why is your comm C handle New York? That's a great question. I mean, I've asked him that too. Let's see, let's see if he's going to stay consistent in, in his answer. I don't remember the real answer, but everyone can re remember it. And it's a famous city name. You're never going to forget it. You'll never forget New York. You'll never forget me. <laughs> well, good point. That's really why you did it, right? You just wanted something memorable. Yeah. So funny. The only so reason, like no one's going to remember no six, five, eight, two goal four. Tougher. Yeah. Well, what everybody really wants to know, Barry, though, is what is your Com C handle? That's what we really want to know, Barry, if you're willing to put it out there. Hey? I know the answer. I do, too. <laughs> All right. What does Billy say? He says, I've been looking for two months for a Joe Thornton Black Diamond rookie card. Nor to be found on any platform. Can either of you confirm this card exists or I'm just imagining... It exists, uh, Billy. I, I have one in my collection. I've, I've had a couple over the years, but I only have the one right now, and it's uh, it's my personal copy. So, yeah, it exists, but they're tough, man. They were always tough cards, and people that have them recognize that the man will most likely be a Hall of Famer. So it's a, it's not a card that, that I, I'm willing to move, and maybe that's the, the challenge you're up against. But keep, keep on plugging away, man. You'll find one. They're out there. They also are really hard to grade. They're, they are very hard to grade. Very hard. Billy... Billy, great to see you, my man. Good to see you. Billy from Upper Deck says, Amit always gives me deals on your cards when you would step away from your booth. Man, that's where they went. I knew I had cards missing. God. I love it. Wings cards, they're all gone. Charles says, it is real card nostalgia. There you go. Carlos says, you're crazy in general, but yes, there was. Com C. Barry, Charlton. There it is, the oh, Charlton man. magazine. Yeah. Yes, that's what I thought. Still made? They still make that? I don't think they do. I, I mean, yeah, Bobby confirmed Charlton. Rich says, Charlton, I went to look at that thing in the public library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bobby says, yes, all are thick. Yes, Dave says, I don't know if I could be a part of another three-plus-hour show each week, even if it was with a great fellow like Irving. Well, you know, you got to make exceptions, Dave. Got to make exceptions. But this is coming from a guy who runs four-hour lives, so... I think he can. I think he can, Dave. You've got the stamina, man. If anyone has it, you have it. Chris says, yeah, there was a Charlton for hockey. I remember some people I trade with referencing it. Yeah, it was a popular magazine, you know, up until about 15, 20 years ago or so. Card number 160 in 97 Black Diamond. That's the Joe Thornton. Yes. Yeah, Brett remembers Charlton. Bobby has all their copies from 1991 and up. Yeah, yeah. Bobby collects price guides, so it doesn't surprise me. Bobby, by the way, I bought a package from you. I wasn't, I took yesterday off, or sorry, I took, yeah, yesterday off. So I might have arrived, but I can't confirm if it did because I wasn't at the office where I had it delivered, but I'm looking forward to receiving that package from you. Carlos asked Bobby, why did it stop or are they still going? I don't know the answer to that. Bobby might be answering in the comments. Lars from Mars says, if you're going to put out a monthly price guide and charge people for it, then update the prices. I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair ask. I think Very it's a fair, fair ask. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also one of those things like, you know, it's all there really is and people are going to buy it anyway. So, you know, it's one of these, it's another lack of competition that isn't driving maybe the best performance that they could do. But at the same time, if you watch that first 45 minutes or so of the, the episode we just did, he does give us a pretty good, you know, understanding of what, what goes on at least. Not excuse, I'm not saying excuses, but understandings. Alice says, Charlton Standard Catalog by W.K. Cross, edited by Richard Scott. Richard Scott's right. a longtime hobby author. 
Legion says, Jeremy, did you get my email last week regarding the exquisite card sheets leak videos? Any thoughts? I, I did get it. I didn't. I just haven't watched them yet. I apologize. I apologize, man. Can you can you uh, just sort of ping me again in there to remind me? I'd appreciate it, Legion. Axonite64, welcome to the show. Use Beckett for the odds. Super useful. Another yep. great point, right? Yeah. Great, great point. Great point. Chris West, wow, Amit told me the one he sent me is one of one. Different wow. color. Different color. Different color? Yeah, Chris got a, a different color. Different color card? Different color uh, autograph. Oh, different color autograph. Oh, so I need, so I, I don't have a complete set. Is that what you're telling me? You don't have a complete set, but I do have one here that I could do just for you again, Jeremy. I, I'd like it, but I'd like it in, in a game-dated moment. Because this, yeah, dated today. Because this has a black autograph. I'd prefer to get it with a blue or a red autograph. Okay, I will work on it, and I'll make it a game-dated moment where I'll sign it and say, we were on Sports Card Live this evening. And I love it. Awesome, man. Awesome. Eric wants one. He he wants a, an Amit card for sure. I don't blame you, man. Who Really, the question is, who doesn't want an Amit card? And I don't think we're going to get many answers to that. I've got 1,000 of them, so if you need any. <laughs> so certainly not one-on-ones. Uh, Names has got to get that Amit card certified by PSA. So funny point. Funny you bring that up because I once... So we had a card made for the mayor of Canada. It's in the... It, it looks like a, I have it. I have it right here, actually. And I'm not going to dig it out. I can't find it right now, but it's, it looks like a 78, 79 Opeachy card. And I actually took one to PSA's booth at the expo. I said, Hey, can you slab it in one of those green with one of those green labels? They wouldn't do it. Any card, any custom card that is made that looks like any existing set, they won't slab it because it might be misleading, which I think is a, is fair, you know? Carlo says, wait until the fame gets to Amit's head and he is and he's selling shirts, mugs, bobbleheads, and other novelties at another random nickname.com. <laughs> well, how long do we have to wait for that, Amit? Because I'll be your first customer. I'll take one of each. We'll start next week. I'll I'll, I'll leech off of Carlos's fame to do it. Perfect. Perfect. Billy has one. Billy has an autographed copy. Uh, oh, here we go. Here's an answer. Bobby says, uh, Charlton stopped in 2014. Ah, that's even later than I thought. Oh, yeah. What else do we got here? He wants to be the New York Yankees of Com C. That's a good reason to call yourself New York, Amit. For I sure, for sure. Love that. I would love that. Chris West says, newest Charlton I can find so far is 0304. Barry says, Kent needs to join Amit in the next after hours. You think Kent would ever go on a, on a show like this? No. No, no. He, okay. he's, a quieter, he's a quieter guy, but when you get talking to him, what a good dude. We're going to ask him. See what he says. See what yeah, he says. Okay. okay. Yeah, Lars, I remember Tough Stuff. All, what I loved about Tough Stuff was that it was like a huge oversized magazine yeah. with a nice glossy cover and just so much content inside. Like It was like a newspaper between two huge covers. They also had a free card every time you bought a mag. It was in that plastic, right? You rip it up and you get some special card. And then they came out with Tough Stuff Junior, which was a yeah. smaller magazine that also had cards inside yeah. it. That was pretty cool, too. Billy says, I don't know if I should watch this show with the two guys that message and tell me how to do my job more than my boss. Well, Billy, <laughs> Billy, I don't know, man. I've been uh, I've been hammering on the whole FLIR thing lately. And uh, I think it's I think it's like I told you the other day, Billy. Uh, I'll, I'll be telling I told you so in a couple of years on that one for sure. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty confident about that. You guys will be bringing it back before you think. I think they're already working on it. Let's be real. You never know. You never know. 
Bobby Burrell, they were linked to the Canadian Sports Collector magazine, I believe, and new management couldn't keep it going. That would be in reference to Charlton. Dave says the Beckett Yearly Almanac has been incredibly helpful in my dive back into the hockey realm of collecting. That's nice to know. You know, I like some positive, some positive anecdotes as well, right? Um, the hobby can often be so negative and so critical, and it's sometimes just nice to flip it around. Pricing is irrelevant as I pay what I can afford and what I feel I'm comfortable with. Yeah, as long as the seller will sell it to you and you guys can come to a deal, then that's always, that's the way deals are made. That's the beauty of both. That's what I love the most about card shows, right? I mean, someone comes to your booth, they see it, they see a card, they see a price, and then you can decide if that's going to be the final price that you transact at with that person. It also depends right? on their behavior too. A lot of people don't realize, like if you come across, you know, as someone that rhymes with Rick, I'm not going to sell you the card. It doesn't matter how much money you throw on the table, right? But if you're nice, I will probably bend more often than not. And I've done that and you've seen that. But then I sold cards to kids that, that for a third of what I was selling it to an adult. 100%. I, there was this one guy once. I was back in like 2010. I was doing a put it together a mini hoard of Jamie Ben Cup rookies out of 249. Beautiful card. I had like 12 or 13 of them. I was picking them up for like 50, 60 bucks each. A couple years later, they shoot up. They double in value or triple in value. They're worth like 150 to $200. So I decided I'll sell a few of them. This guy comes to my booth, not friendly at all, wants to inspect each and every card I have, taking it out, looking at it, pointing out every little thing to me. Meanwhile, I've got eight, five other people at the table I'm trying to deal with. And then he starts his negotiating tactics and he basically wants to tell me what, what everyone else is selling the card for and what he could have bought it for here and there. And then I basically said, hey, man, I'm not selling you any of these cards. You've, you've already wasted enough of my time. Um, give them back. And that was it. Like I, like it's the only time I've ever refused to sell somebody a card, but it let me know that I'm willing to refuse to sell somebody a card. If I don't want to deal with them, to me, the hobby is about relationships and, and yeah. doing a transaction with somebody. And also my cards mean something to me. Most of the time, most of my cards mean something to me. And I want to make sure they go to what I consider to be a good home. I don't, I won't just sell them to certain cards. I won't sell it to anybody. Some I'll sell it to anybody unless you're a, a dick, then I'm not going to sell you a card. I won't deal with you. But you know, most people, most people are really nice and friendly and, and that's all great. Have you had any like crazy experiences like that in me where you just said to take off? I've had situations where I wanted to like reach across the table and I've had to restrain myself because they're just like, I'll oh, come back. Like this is one classic tactic. Come in the morning, offer me a price. Come in the afternoon, offer me a price substantially less than the one you came in in the morning. Then come in on the next day and go less than that. And say, you know what, if you've had it for all three days, you know what? I'll do you a favor and I'll just take it. And like those are the guys that I want to like, dude, I've had this for 20 years. I'm, I don't need to move it. This is not a mandatory for me. I'm not married to these cards. These cards are not my life. That's the one thing people have to understand. Like, I'm this is, it's not my bread and butter. This is a, something I do on the side. Right. Yeah. And and many dealers at card shows are, are just like that. Right. Many, many of us, the greater us, we have other jobs and it's a side hustle, if you will. Although there are several deals, dealers that do it for a living or that have bricks and mortar stores, et cetera. And they're going to be. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go. I have one good story. So there was a guy uh, I was dealing with. So this guy from uh, the U.S., he was dealing with me and he was going to show me the cards. because We struck up a great conversation about baseball. And he had a Ken Griffey Jr. Tiffany PSA 10. 
And then I looked at it, I'm like, oh, I love this card. And I'm like, I can't afford this card. I don't love this card. And somebody tried to offer to buy it off of that guy on the spot. And the guy told the guy to go, in a, in a nice New York way, leave me alone. Like, I'm talking to him. And he looked at me and goes, since you're nice, I'll give it to you for X. I still have that card. It's only because I was nice to him and he was nice to me. And the other person was being a dick. Couldn't get the card. And you should have seen the look on the other guy's face. Yeah. Give me the money. And he's like, thank you. And he walks off. And I'm like, I still have the card to this day. That's awesome. That's beautiful. You know, that's just a lesson to people. Like, don't don't go up to someone's table at a card show and feel like you're entitled to either their card, their card for a price you want to pay, or their time. I mean, yeah. I'm going to give everybody my time that comes to my booth. If you, you know, if, if I say hi, I say hi to everyone that walks up to or by my booth. And if you just and if you don't say hi back to me, that's okay. You just might not be a very, you know, that's okay. But yeah. as soon as you're like rude. I'm probably not going to look at you again. I'll just deal with everybody else at my table. And if you're the last one there, I might just sit down and look at my phone. You remember the guy that spilled water all over my booth and ran? <laughs> I don't remember that. When well, was that? That was like my worst nightmare. Like, and luckily, I had the Patrick Kane cards, young guns in the case, and they weren't slabbed. They were just raw. And the guy looked, leaned over, and he's holding the bottle like this. And as he's leaning over, the bottle tipped with him. The water spills out. And he looks at it and he ran, dude, ran. Like right <laughs> on ran. And the best part is he ran and he ran and I knew who he was. I've seen him before. The hobby's small. I know who he is. The guy ran. And then he comes back. I'm like, you ran yesterday. <laughs> he comes oh, back. Gone again. You should have just chucked water at him and then like have a had a high five oh, and laughed about it. I couldn't get over it. Like he just did that. And I saw it in slow motion too. I was like, no, it oh yep. There's water going into my showcase. Yeah. Oh, brutal, brutal. Too funny, too funny. Uh, which team are you guys picking to win this series, Dallas or Tampa Bay? I'm picking Dallas, and I was picking Dallas before tonight's game. So, so far, I'm right. Amit, what about you? I'm going with Dallas because I actually like Jamie Ben. I like his style of play. I like him as a player. So I'll go with Dallas. Uh, but I don't really have a horse in the race, but I'll pick, pick Dallas. Our friend Carlos is a big Dallas Stars fan. I was talking to Carlos couple nights ago we were just doing a facetime or whatever and you know he's got his banner hanging behind him the stanley cup champions dallas yeah. sign and i've you know i know i know carlos so we're chatting i'm like hey so are you a leafs fan or which who's your team and he's like uh jeremy dallas i'm like oh my god yeah you know long day long day my my apologies he likes someone named mike mosano mike mosano i can't remember the guy's name mike mosano mike Mike, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Monsanto, Monsanto, Mike Medano, Mike Medano, one of the greatest American born hockey players of all time. Duncan Chino says you can't even find any price guides in Barnes and Noble anymore. Com C serves as my real time Beckett. That's cool. That makes sense to me. Chris says he can have autograph. <laughs> Amit can have have autograph events called the Amit, the Amit and Greet. Oh, I've man. never heard that before. I've never heard that in my 30, 47 years of life. I've never heard that before. Well, you know what, Amit? They set up up here. Someone said that uh, I I didn't see what the first comment was, but uh, Bobby goes or his own show, Carlos. So I think he was talking about you having your own show, and I think I think that uh, Chris West just named it named it for you. The, Amit, you the Amit and Greet show. I'm down. I'm there down. you go. Frankie Stain in the house. Welcome to the show, buddy. He says, Amit was my hookup for making the mayor of Canada cards. Oh, yeah, because he, Frank made those. I got to find one here. I did bring the, I did pull out the box because that's where I got, where I got my Amit card from. And I do have, here we go. 
This is the 7879. Yeah. Mayor of Canada autographed card. Rich Barone. I have the uh the full bleed. You have the full bleed one, the big one? I do, yeah. Yeah, somewhere. I do, I do. Okay, what else we got? Uh yeah, Bobby says tough stuff was great. I certainly enjoyed that. So we're a little bit behind in the comments, guys. Sorry, but we'll run through them here. Chris says, I do enjoy older Beckett annuals with the listings of all the rookie cards and sets and all the insert sets actually listed. I mean, very useful. Very useful. Beckett? The latest Beckett baseball had a nice article about Whit Merrifield of the Royals. What were you saying to me? I said you can still get the checklist on Beckett now and actually comp c serves as a great checklist tool if you go in you want to look at a particular card from a set look on the left hand side you'll see like all the different uh subsets you just okay. go in there and you filter and it's actually very good from that that's what when i'm certain when i'm searching for cards like a, especially you take some of those sets that have so many inserts and you don't even know what they were that's where i go i go to that i, I click on the set on the left hand side and it lists out all the different types of cards within that one set look who we have here none oh, other none other than the mayor of canada rich barone rich barone is it's kind of weird i know it's weird the mayor of canada does he does hail from and currently resides in long island new york yeah but it's weird i mean that's that's what we we voted him in and he he holds that he holds the position welcome to the show rich my man great to see you as always Sean Robb says, from tonight's show, I really appreciated Eric bringing up OPG Platinum as a product that could appeal to basketball collectors. Those rookie parallels could be a great investment. Sean, me yeah. and Amit know about that. Yeah. Right? No, I just can't. I'm just kidding. I, I agree, Sean. I agree. I'm I picked up a I, I picked up a couple in the last couple of days, you know, on, on Com C. It's great for that for sure. For sure. Amish Dave says, shocking that I've made a positive hobby comment. Well, I mean, hey, maybe we'll rub off on you a bit, but so far from what I've seen, you're not so negative. So, but I'm glad to, I'm glad to see that. I've had more fun the last seven months in my deep dive back into hockey than any other time collecting specific cards. I wonder how much of that has to do with just how much more time we have and how much more exciting the hobby has been during the pandemic and how much more content there is and how much more of an audience there is for content. What are your, what do you think of me? The hype train is insane right now, right? There's so much hype. So many people are into it. Athletes are into it. You've got people like Giannis showing images of his, his own cards. Phil Hughes is breaking product and showing live streams. Gary Vee is going insane. You've got your, your live show. Carlos is his, his show. Everyone else has their own show. There's so much content. Who needs cable? Yeah, exactly, right? Right, because you get all the content right here on YouTube. It's funny, man. When I go to bed, I've we've got in our bedroom, we've got a big, uh, my old, like a 55-inch uh, TV in our bedroom that hangs off a, whatever, a, a mount. And um, and so we'll lie in bed, and instead of putting on Netflix, I'll put on YouTube, and I'll just go watch some hobby content, right? My wife will, you know, she'll be on her iPad or whatever, and I'll watch hobby content on, on the big screen instead of just sitting in my, here where I, you know, usually hang out in my, my basement office. My kids made a comment the other day, like, you know, people, kid complain their parents are always on their phone and they're not paying attention to the kids. And my son is like, my dad's always on his phone. He's just looking at those silly hockey cards. That's all he looked at. It's hockey cards. Doesn't talk to anyone. Just looks at hockey cards. And I'm like, how observant of you. And it's true. Because today I had some friends over and there was a lull in the conversation. And I had, I have a habitual check of Compsy. I have to check every five, 10 minutes. And I literally did one of these things where I pull out the phone and my, my son's like, not now, Dad. Not now. I can wait. Like, oh, hi. hi so hi. funny how the tables have turned, hey? They've totally turned. Yeah. 
Dave says having uh, helps having a semi broad approach too instead of a narrow focus on one or one player. So yeah, man, there's so much cool stuff out there. Like if you're too nothing wrong with being focused. I mean, that's just some people's approach. But if you're not, if your approach is not one of just one player or one set or one sport, there's so much, so many cool cards out there. Problem for me is I love almost everything, and I can't have everything. I just don't have the the money or the time. Bobby says price guides are really there to provide a hard copy of a set list. Pricing guides you an approximate value. Yeah, it makes sense, right? And that's what the annuals are really good for because they're more complete in their set list, I believe. Carvin, how you doing, my man? Welcome to the show tonight. Hmm, just like replacing redemptions for customers or listening to retailers' feedback, relationships matter. Well said, well said, my friend, and good to see you. Carvin, oh, by the way, Carvin was my first ever guest on the show, episode number two, and he joined again in uh, in the end of June when we debriefed the sale of the LeBron James RPA at $1.845 million. I forget the episode number, but Carvin's been on with me twice and uh, historically worked at Upper Deck, invented the Cup and Exquisite, worked for Panini, worked, and now works for GTS. Anyway, Carvin, welcome back. Richie. Like you've never, like you have never told someone to f off. I don't know if I ever uh, the New York way. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I have. Maybe, maybe I have. Maybe I have. I don't, I don't think I've ever uttered the f word. I've uttered. I just don't want to talk, and I just won't talk to that person. That's about it. And well, really, you, if you want to fight? Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. You want to fight? Let's fight. Where's Jack Voss? Is Jack Voss on today? I'm gonna fight his in on him. I got a I got a picture on my phone of you guys actually fighting. I'll I'll, find, I'll try and find that when I'm not when I'm not uh, running through comments here. Chris West, it seems like Ben flipped a switch after the reported call, reporter called him out and asked him how to deal with a player like Reeves in today's game. Yeah, I mean, I didn't wa- I only saw the first two periods tonight, but um, you know, it it just seems like uh, Dallas is there. Yeah. And who's I mean, is Braden Point healthy? I don't think so. I thought he was hurt. Did he? Oh, no, he got, he got boarded today, right? Didn't he get boarded today? I don't remember. It was a, a near penalty. I think it was that last game. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He, I thought, pretty sure I saw him play tonight. But uh, and I watched the first two periods kind of loosely. But um, yeah, I, I just I just think Dallas. I think this is Dallas's cup to lose at this point. Carl, speaking of Dallas's cup, Carl says I'd be happy to buy all the Masanos. Maybe I can get a shield for under eight hundred dollars. Terry says, what is Rich's story with his Honus Wagner? Well, he Rich does own a Honus Wagner, the T206. Yeah. And it's typical that the mayor of Canada would own a Honus Wagner. Uh, can't recite the story offhand, but maybe Rich will come and tell it again. Rich was my guest, I think, episode four or five really early on, and we probably talked about it. So you can always go back and check that out. Alex says, Amit, any cards ruined? Yeah, were any cards ruined from the water? No, luckily, all my Patrick Kane young guns came out unscathed. I was, like, so happy, but... They weren't slabbed. They were raw. They were in the top loader. I was nervous. Good. Luckily, luckily. Lars says, any word on another virtual expo? Uh, there will be another virtual expo. I don't yeah. think it's been announced, but uh, there, there is one. There will be one this year. That's that's going to happen. Beckett Legion says, Beckett's website is nice because they have the team sets great for buy for break buy-ins. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Rich Barone says, Amit, are you a Tavares collector? Well, <laughs> that's... So, Rich is a big Islanders fan, and uh, and he hates my Leafs. He, he hates yeah. my Leafs. There you go. 
Amish Dave says, I just love going back to, like I said on the podcast with Eric, picking up cards that as a kid, I couldn't even look at affording them that I can now, I can afford now if they show up. No doubt. Oh, here we go. Bobby Burrell says, my mistake. Charlton stopped in 2006 with the 16th edition. That makes more sense than 2014. I'm sure I hadn't seen that thing in like 15 years. So pretty much right on. Thank you for, thank you for the update, Bobby. Barry from Com C says, would you then say 2014-15 Opeachy Platinum Hockey be, would be desired like 05-06 the Cup Hockey and 12-13 Prism Basketball, relatively speaking? So I think what he's meaning, I'll, I'll let you take this to me, but I want to just clarify because I think what he means is the first time they put out Opeachy Platinum was 14-15. So does it have a chance of me to be a, an important set like 12-13 Prism Basketball or 05-06 Cup? I honestly don't think so. 0506 Cup is is a world on its own. 1213 Prison Basketball is a world on its own. I think 1415 and onward, they just got really neat looking inserts that are very much comparable to Prison Basketball. I don't know if you want to put Cup and Platinum in the same sentence. They're, they're actually appealing to market collectors in two different spheres, right? Well, I think, no, I hear that, but I, I think the same can be said for putting. 1213 prism in the same category as uh 0304 exquisite right they're two different sets but they're both important in their own way because they're first sets of products that have major brand equity right now so maybe the better question is does opichi platinum have the does, does the first year of opichi platinum have the potential to be a set a first set ever released that is really important in the hobby because of its lasting uh, you know the the lasting life of the of the of the set itself and its its brand equity. I would say yes from that perspective. I would actually agree with that because OPG branded OPG brand itself is carries a lot of weight. It is the first of its chromium kind, but it's not really right. Because then tops when tops was in hockey, they had its own version of the chrome parallel. Did they not? Didn't Heritage have numbered chrome parallels in it? They did. I collect both of the yeah, I collect the sets from the second and third year. Yes, they did. They were like out of six sixty seven one year, and out of because uh, the the year that looked like the sixty six sixty seven set. Yeah, the wood parallels were out of six hundred and sixty seven, and the next year they're out of whatever number I don't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, they were numbered. And they were awesome. They're awesome. So I think it's, so. It's not a first of that type of card, right? So I don't know. I struggle with it being like a flagship. I think the word we're looking for is a flagship brand from that perspective and i don't i don't think it is but i could be wrong i'd like to hear other opinions on it but at least your jeremy what do you think well i i think you got to look at the rookie class as well and um 1415 by memory does i do not recall it being a great rookie year i, I i'm kind of blanking on who the rookies were in 1415 i'll go find it. so i'm sure someone out there knows um i just um, i'm blanking on who the who the rookies were that year but you know i think you got to look at that and then you got to look at like of course the main the main so you're, you're gonna have the, the crosby you're gonna have the ovechkin you're gonna have a jonathan taves a patrick kane you know you're gonna have a carry price you're gonna have some important players in there you're not gonna have Connor mcdavid or austin matthews they weren't around yet so but you are also gonna have wayne gretzky and mario lemieux and a bunch of other hall of famers so it's got some potential but i don't you know i don't know if it'll be as important as like the first year prism, because the other thing about first year prism is that it was, it was produced in much lower quantities than today. Yeah. I, I've never heard about 14, 15 or any year of, of OPG platinum, as far as the base cards go. And even the, 
the rainbow parallels, which would be like the um, like the, the silver prism parallels, they're not that desirable. What we're, when you get to desirable is when you get to the numbered parallels, at least for what, in my opinion, you know. So I just looked up on Comp C. Oh, see, free plug, Barry, free plug. Um, <laughs> Dry is in 1415. Vasilevsky's in 1415. Oh, right, that year. So there is, there are a few for sure, but then, yeah. like, I had to struggle to look it up because. There are a few. Isn't that also then, uh, is that not Tarasenko as well? I think so. I think that's there as well. Although he's lost some of his value over the last couple of years, battling injury. Goodrow's another one. (laughs) Billy says, if guests receive a watch or something for being on your show, I'll gladly go on a meet and greet. (laughs) Guests receive a watch? I'll draw you one, buddy. How's that? There you go. There you go. Draw it, cut it out, and put it around your wrist. There you go. Billy, we got to arrange to get you back on Sports Cards Live here uh, pretty soon, actually. I'll, I'll reach out to you. We'll get you back. We can talk about, uh, I don't know, I'm, I, got, I guess we got Series 1 coming out pretty soon. And, of course, we got the couple. Should The cup should be coming out within the next, what, 30 to 60 days. So it'd be good to get you on to talk about that, even though I know we don't talk about the cup at upper deck until it comes out, but Hey, we can, we can just talk about some other things. Maybe Lars says point played tonight, but he's 70% and playing with an injury according to reports. Yeah, that's what I thought. Thanks for the update. We do Richie. We do need an expo so we can all hang out and then we can watch you and Amit have a fight and uh, it'll be just like old times. Yes. And it's actually Richie. We, you know, it's going to be a few years. I think before we have, I think, be like late 2021 i think before the next one i think like that feel i think yeah at this point we'll be lucky to see a spring expo next may uh billy says can you remember anyone being brazen enough to try and steal from a dealer table at a show like the expo or the national i have a story for that one let's hear it so i can't remember the dealer used to be a fairly prominent one but a a collector tried to steal a box of panini prime off his table <laughs> and this other dealer was bigger than me and taller than Jeremy. And I can't remember his name, but he, he had a very sarcastic wit. Um, and this guy straight up got up out of his table and ran across the expo on a busy Saturday and tackled this guy to the ground. And like, so I've seen that. Um, unofficially, I have not witnessed, but I have heard of quite a few things happening at expo where police have been brought in to take care of X or Y, but I never witnessed them. The only thing I ever saw was that guy tackling the kid with the, who stole his prime. Yeah, I've never witnessed either, but I did see at, at the National last year, or 2019, I saw I saw a big like kerfuffle going on. Somebody was running, kind of ran by me, and then I saw other people chasing him, and they were, you know, that guy had stolen something, and he the chase was on. Um, I know... If you're ever, you know, if you're ever set up at a show and you're on, especially like a big show like the Expo, and if you're if you're set up at an at an at a on a corner booth, you got to watch your your end table because I know that um, I think it was set up there was uh, Mike from Eastridge here in Calgary. He he had a couple stacks of cards stolen off his table, or no, actually it wasn't Mike. He had he didn't come that year. A couple other guys he had his booth, and it, it happened to them. So yeah, you got to be careful. And if, but but you know what? If you don't have anything over your car, if you like, if you don't have showcases, that's one thing. But if you don't have showcases, you got to get some clear plastic and put it over your cards. Otherwise, you're really just asking for trouble. Because unfortunately, there are there are you know um, criminals in the hobby who will go out and try and find cards for free. So no good. 
Carbon wants to see Tampa Bay win the cup. Vasilevsky was his favorite draft pick rookie he ever met. That's good. That's a great reason to cheer for a team because you like, especially if you like their goalie, right? Uh, we forgot Pasternak in 1415. There's a, that's, Ooh, yeah. see Pasternak and Dreisaitl right there. You have a good, a good year. So, you know, if you know those what? guys, if those guys last a meet as important hockey players, like if they have great careers, then that 1415 OPG Platinum set will be more desirable than we're giving, especially once those, those parallel rookie cards are recognized by more people as important cards. Right now, you can get them for way cheaper than a Young Guns, right? You can get a you can yeah. get a gold seismic out of 50 for way less than a Young Guns, which makes no sense to me, which is why I buy them. Well, as long as people are going to get over now, Obeskin broke that barrier of not being named Joe Smith from Toronto, right? So Obeskin has broken that barrier. So now Dreisaitl and Pasternak have even more impetus to climb, in my opinion. For sure. Yeah, I've kind of broken that international barrier down a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, because Ovechkin's cards have become like mainstream, like as popular as Crosby's for that matter. Carvin says, Vasilevsky came into our draft room, shook everyone's hands, hugged everyone and said, thank you very much. That's a nice guy. Opeachy Platinum doesn't have a Connor McDavid base rookie. No, it doesn't. Uh, it, well, see, that's the uh, thing. It, 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 see, that's that's such a such a finicky thing. To, yeah. me, Carv, to me, it does. To me, it's a rookie card. I agree. I consider it a rookie card just because it's numbered R52 or something like that instead of card number 201. I agree. I'm okay with that. It came out of the product. It's from the, I, I am now, and this will not be a popular opinion, but that's fine. This is how I approach the hobby, and I'm, I'm entitled. We're all entitled. To me, any card that comes out in a player's rookie year, to me, is pretty much as good as a rookie card. That, to me, is, is a – I know it might not be from the base set. It might be an insert. It might be something different. But if it came out in the rookie year, especially when parallels are, are, when you consider a parallel, to me, they're rookie cards. And if other people say they're not, that's fine. You don't have to consider them. Beckett doesn't have to con have to consider them rookie cards. For me to consider them rookie cards, I don't care if I, nobody else does. I still think they're awesome. And that's to me, proven that too, Jerry. That's proven that that it just can be rookie year and still is valuable. We're right. seeing it. I mean, the the Michael the the LeBron James RPA that were that everyone's talking about the sold for one point eight four five million dollars wasn't actually the true RPA. This was the gold parallel out of twenty three. So, but nobody cares. People care less and less about that now than ever before. I think that's what I'm seeing. So, I agree. And I, I think hockey is going more in that direction too. I think basketball was sort of already there or getting there. Here we go. Chris West delivers the goods. Goudreau, Dreisaitl, Pasternak, Kuznetsov, Horvat, Klingberg, Druan. Yeah, Horvat's a great one in there too. Yeah. Carlo says, go for the ComC sponsorship at Amit. Go for full shamelessness and get those ad dollars. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Tarasenko is 13-14. Thank you, Peter. Tuvo Teravainen, William Carlson. Brett says, curious to see how Opichi Platinum evolves and builds as a brand. Was always impressed with what Opichi offered recently up until this year. Card stock isn't as strong. Interesting. Just lacking. Opichi Platinum becoming more desired. I only care about, I don't like, I don't, I'll say I don't like, I'm not, I'm not interested in Opichi. I am interested in Opichi Platinum. I think it's a, it's just a beautiful card. Like, and I love the, I love the cool shiny parallels. I can't get them. And I think if, uh, if Billy is willing to, mention it billy from upper deck i believe opg platinum from last year is one of the first products to sell it on epac oh. i believe if billy can corroborate that i don't know if it's 100 true but it was very popular with the epac crowd very cool 
Ekblad's another rookie from that year. Good to know. Yep, showcases. Very important. Thanks, Richie. Lara says, maybe a meet and Rich's fight can be held at the expo on the main stage. <laughs> that sounds good to me. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. Insert rookie Carbon. The numbers make a difference. Well, to who, Carbon? Who do the numbers? So they don't make a difference to me. If you're talking about the number on the back of the card, doesn't make a difference to me. To me, the Connor McDavid Opeachy Platinum rookie card that looks like the only thing that doesn't look like a rookie card is the numbering on the back. To me, I say not, nah, it's a rookie card. Well, the front of it says marquee rookie, right? I'm looking at it right now. It says marquee rookie, and it the, like a tracks parallel is M1. Does that take away from rookie? I don't think so. No. Richie Barone says, Jeremy, never heard you ever say who your favorite baseball team is. Amit, are you a Jays fan? Let's go Yankees. Need a cannoli. I love that message has so much in it. That, that comment has like five different parts, Richie. I needed a break halfway through it. Um, my favorite baseball team. I mean, it, I, I guess I got to go with the Blue Jays uh, being a, being in Canada. Yeah, definitely the Blue Jays. Amit, you're a Jays fan, right? Everyone in Canada is a Jays fan. Jays, that's not, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, uh, Richie, to figure that one out. Carbon says prism inserts don't sell the say Yeah. And I, I believe that the inserts don't sell as much, um, but they're starting to sell a bit more now than ever before. We're seeing, we're seeing more and more people showing them on Instagram and talking about them, but yeah, people want, people want the base cards and the rookie cards. That's a rookie parallel card numbers matter. Again, I say a rookie Parallel is a rookie card and card numbers don't matter. But that's just me, Carvin. I'm not talking for the whole hobby. I'm just speaking for me. To me, I consider that McDavid a rookie card. I would even go as far as putting RC on my eBay listing. As unpopular as that may be, to me, that, that's just what I that's just what how I see it. Yeah. I, I sorry, Carvin, I know you're a hobby legend, but I disagree with you here. Billy says, do you consider the jersey number titanium rookies from 0102 Pacific to be true rookies? Just reviewing the June 02 Beckett that has a big article on the subject with collector opinions. I 100% do consider those to be true yeah. rookies. Yes, I 100%. The, the, the rule that a rookie card had to be 99 copies in print or more, yeah. it that rule... Got is kind of out the window now. We have SP game used true rookies number yeah. to the jersey number. Um, you know, and, and we had it back then, Billy, with uh, with titanium. So I completely think that those Datsuks and those Kovalchuks and everyone else in those sets, I can definitely consider them to be rookie cards. Oh, look, another guy, Bennington. We forgot about Bennington. Now, oh, Bennington, how do you forget Bennington? Okay, I, I'm terrible hockey uh, fan, I'm a terrible hockey fan, but you know how we forgot about him because he might be a flash in the pan. That's how we forgot about him. True. Sorry to say Blues fans, but he's still, in my opinion, not proven. I mean, a, a Stanley Cup is great, but, you know, it. There's he, he needs to do some more, and he just needs to do some more. I think I, I think them getting rid of Jake Allen might have been a bit of a mistake uh, to have to ride Bennington as, the, as their main guy moving forward. Name jumps in and says, Michael Furland is also 14-15. Thanks you for that, no doubt. Michael Furland, I, I, I mean, he was a great, he was a great Calgary Flame for a long time. Now he plays for the Canucks, I believe. He's, I think he's still with the Canucks. Yeah. Jay, welcome. Says, is the card cut from, is the card cut from a sheet less value than pack pulled? I have BBG Tenno Peachy Messier with smooth edges, and few collectors said it's cut from sheet and less value. Yeah, that that that's the fact, Jay. That's the fact. Um, Beckett does slab 
what we call sheet cut cards. The episode I had with Bobby Burrell just a couple weeks ago, we we went into some detail about sheet cut cards versus pack pulled cards. The, the, the fact of the matter is that sheet cut cards are from the same sheets that were that were printed at the factory originally. So they're still original cards. They were just cut afterwards, post-productionly, they were cut. So, but the purest collector wants their, their card pack pulled, not sheet cut by someone other than the manufacturer. Troy says limited numbers over base for long-term play on the RC. Agreed, 100%. Carbon says there's no McDavid base rookie, so you can't compare it. Okay, Troy Medina is 100, or Billy, I don't know, what was that? Yep, 100% agrees with Troy about the uh, the the limited numbers. Yeah, for rarity will always rule. I think that that's pretty, pretty important. How many set collectors collected those update cards as part of their set? Uh, I don't know which update cards you're talking about, Chris, sorry. Carbon says LeBron gold is the same as the rookie. The back is the card number. But but that's the oh, that's such a subtle difference. Like, and I understand that carbon. I completely understand. And I I hear you. It's the same thing with the high glosses and the exclusives in young guns or the the cup gold parallels. Is a is a, is an exclusives a rookie card? Is it you know just because the numbering is different? I mean. I see that there's less of a, an argument there for it being a rookie card. And maybe I, I got to kind of restate what I'm saying. Maybe I'm not saying it's a true rookie card because there's now true rookie cards. Yeah. To me, a rookie year card is as good as a rookie card. Yeah. Uh, a limited logos, rookie year limited logos in the cup is a, it's a rookie year card. It's going to be worth more than any other limited logos moving forward for that same player. Um, Maybe I don't consider that to be a rookie card, but but the 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 McDavid Platinum that particular card to me looks just like all the other cards in the set, just because they numbered it differently that year. And the other thing is that I think that's the only year they did that. The rest of the years they went back to normal numbering, which shows that they kind of realized that they messed it up, and they and that they should have done it the other way. So anyway, interesting interesting conversation. I I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to predict that we're going to see an episode about this topic on a future episode of Because I'm Carlos. I think so. And think Carlos so. is going to do the history and check all the background and provide the rationale. Well, and, and yeah, because he, he even comes on here and he says, why is there no, oh, sorry, here. It's still a parallel. The card number is psychological if the hobby orthodoxy shifts, so will the market. And, and I'm shifting. I've shifted. So, um <clears throat> If rookie card inserts, then exquisite patches. LeBron James is the same as the rookie card. I hear you. It's it's it's. I think they're just as good, like not just as good in terms of value, but they're. If you're a collector that wants a rookie card of a player, and you know, you can still get a rookie year patch auto that might not be from you know numbered with a base set. It might have some crazy numbering like, you know, LLHN DH or something like that. It can. To me, it's still going to fill that void in my collection for that player's rookie card. And this is new for me. I haven't always felt this way, but I, it's, it's, I've shifted. My orthodoxy has shifted that way. What do you got to say to me? So most people are going to look at it. Okay, we as hobbyists, we're intelligent enough and, and reputable enough and knowledgeable enough to know the subtle differences and nuances here and there, right? But for someone who wants a McDavid rookie year, they're, they're trained to look at, look at the word rookie or RC logo. And as long as they see that, They've satisfied what they want. Oh, I, I want that. It's a rookie card, right? 
So they want a rookie in the marquee rookie. He said rookie on it for McDavid and Platinum. They're going to pick it up. This is a rookie. On it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, makes sense to me. Carvin makes a good point here. 50,000 for the exquisite patch versus 700,000 for the rookie card of LeBron James. So, you know, there's a much cheaper rookie card option there for 50 grand. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, Carvin. I I know, I know uh, you don't agree with that, but that's okay. I feel like he's yelling through his computer at us. I have a feeling he's like, he's like holding the monitor with both hands and go, guys. Yeah. Uh, Carvin can take it. So what do we have here? Peter says, why is there no McDavid as part of the base set? How did that happen or get missed? Well, I, I think it was a mistake, and they fixed it in, in subsequent years when they numbered the, the rookies along with the rest of the set. So, again, I think it's kind of – that's an oversight. It's a bigger conversation that, that I'm sure Carlos will address on a future episode of Because I'm Carlos. But in, in t- So let's wait to tune into that. Lara says, which RPA sets from 1314 are underrated? RPA sets. Oh man, that's a big question. I'm not ready for that one. Lars gotta gotta look at too many sets there, man. We'll have to address that one another time. It's a great question, but I you know, I just don't know. A FLIR showcase, I would go with. Carvin says exclusives, glossy are parallels of the rookie card, not inserts. Yeah, makes that make that I totally agree with that. Rome says McDavid SPA black rookie is the best in my opinion. No one knows the numbers, but the allure of not knowing means a lot. Fair comment. Peter says, oh, or is that all rookies from that year? I think it's all rookies from that year for the McDavid yeah. uh, in that year of, of 15, 16 platinum. Fine guys. More work for Carlos jots down more content notes. See, guys, I knew I knew my prediction would come true. Just a matter of time now till he uh, drops that video. Billy says, what about a card like the Eichel Future Watch Auto or Austin Matthews Future Watch Auto Inscribed, which was available to pull in a, fu- in a future release? I didn't know the Austin Matthews was a future release. I thought that was the main release. Yeah, I thought Eichel was the only one that was the the seated one after. Yeah. yeah, so did I. So, I mean, it, we may or may not be right about that, but as far as the Eichel goes... To, in my opinion, and this is not a popular opinion again, but in my opinion, if I collected sets of 15, 16 cup or SP authentic and I needed the Austin, the, the, the Jack Eichel, I would want the one that came out like two years ago where they did get it autographed. The back even does say, I believe, 15, 16. Everything about it looks that looks like a 15, 16. The only difference is it wasn't packaged out until like 18, 19 or something or whatever year it was. So in for me, I'd be happy with the newer version because it's autographed and it, it's got more uniformity with the rest of the set. But the purest collector, including my good buddy Todd, who did the cup set every year, he wants the one that came out in 15, 16 without the autograph. So it really just depends on who you are and your approach. Yeah. Rich says the fact of the matter is the term and rules around a rookie card are arbitrary. I think as we move forward, the purest sentiment will disappear from our hobby. Yeah. Like I, I think it will, I think it'll be a slow process, but I think a lot of those purists, a lot of the purists um, rules you can call them or, or standards, I think are going to, are going to fade as well. I I really do think so. I think the uh, money is going to change that. That's what's going to drive that. Yeah, money, money can money can move mountains. That Eichel question is a good one. The purist in me hates the idea of printing the card again and getting it autoed. The set collector in me says I need one. Well, that but where it's the big assumption in there, Peter, and that assumption is that they printed the card again. That may not have happened. 
and maybe Billy can answer, but I think I heard that that was not a, they did not print those three years later. Yeah. They printed them and sat on them until the autograph exclusive that Leaf had with Eichel had expired and then they could get him to autograph them. I think they had the foresight for that. I think the, that's also dangerous territory because if that was, let's say that was true, then, then they will go back in time to, what about all these other ones? Are you printing more? Like there's a whole validity around it, right? Yeah. Yeah. From what I've learned from having guys from Upper Deck on the show and discussions that they'd never go back and print cards again. I mean, I don't want to hear about Griffey back in, you know, sheets full of Griffies. I mean, what happened in 1990 is a lot different than what happens in 2020, 30 years have passed. So things change. Let's keep going. Chris says, my question is, do the Opeachy Platinum set collectors count the McDavid and whatever other cards were in the update as part of that set? If so, wouldn't that make it a rookie card? I mean, Carlos. what's that? We'll have to ask Carlos. Carlos, Carlos, Carlos will come up with something, but he'll, he will say that we won't, he will, he will let us know at the beginning. He'll qualify the whole episode by saying, we're not going to get consensus on this. And he's right. We're not going to get consensus on this. And we don't have, and that's what keeps the hobby interesting is that we all have our own approach, not just to what we collect, but to what we find, what we deem to be important. And what we deem to be labeled as one thing or another thing. So, yeah. we, Carlos, I hope maybe I hope you can get this done by tomorrow. You know, yeah. a lot of us want to know the answer to this stuff. Carlos, you got a lot of work to do, buddy. But back to the question, Chris asked. You know, again, that would just be one segment of the hobby coming up with what they think. You know, I'm a rookie card collector, so does so. What I think should all should carry the same weight. I would think. Uh, but if I collected OPG Platinum as a set, I think I would. I think I would either yes, want that McDavid, or I'd ignore the whole set altogether because McDavid's the most important player of the whole year. So if he's not in the set, kind of is missing something. Okay, Carvin says I'm not saying it's not a good card. It's still rookie year card and better than second year cards. It's a good alternate. Excuse me, if you can't buy the rookie card. Yeah, 100% agree with that, Carvin. 100%. I think where where you and I are differing is that I'm I've. I've changed my my ways. I've changed my 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 outlook on things, and and I'm just willing to consider more cards rookie cards than just the ones that have the RC designation, or just the ones that have the RC designation and are part of the the main set checklist. Yeah. That's it. I pulled the Matthews from seventeen eighteen SPA number eight of nine ninety nine. So that is later. Yeah, I can't speak to that unless they put more in later. I don't know. Eichel was after Matthews wasn't Matthews. They forgot to pack out. So it came out next year or they, he returned the cards late or maybe they came in 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 tranches. Maybe that kind of rings a little bit of a bell too. Richie says Eichel unsigned his rookie is his rookie card. Hilarious. Terry says, don't forget about SPA Crosby and Ovechkin's that were in 0607 products. Uh, Good point. Very good point. But not reprinted again. Those are cards that they only had. They only made nine hundred and ninety-nine, or it was nine hundred that year, or whatever it was. So I for, I remember that, but I forget why it happened. Maybe they got them back in tranches again. Um, who I'm not sure who this is says less rules the better. I can't agree with out of eighty-seven the cup gold rookie being worth fifteen percent of the out of ninety-nine. I mean, yeah, that's that doesn't make a lot of sense from a strict supply and demand um angle right carbon said there is a mcdavid rookie card it's autographed only okay so there is one in the set what 
OSPA, I think he's talking oh, about. SPA for sure. Okay. There isn't a non-auto version. Carlos is working on the episode. Well, you 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 better be. Chris West says, after looking into wrestling cards for a few weeks, they laugh at the concept of a rookie card. The rookie card rules are made up and don't apply. Okay, fair enough. Isn't that kind of like wrestling is not real, right? So it kind of works. Consistent. Yes. Lara says, Jeremy, is Johnny Hockey gone? Gone from where? The Calgary Flames? Not yet. Terry says, is if McDonald's Crosby is considered a rookie card, all cards from the rookie year should also be a rookie card. Yeah, we talked about that briefly on a previous episode. I forget if it was the episode with Bobby Burrell or somebody else, but we did touch on that because that was that was a very public and um, interesting case of should Beckett break the rules and give a card that is not widely distributed in hobby retail packs the RC designation. And because Crosby was such a special player, they decided to give him that card the rc designation i'm okay with it i think there's no reason not to if you're if you can't consider mcdonald's restaurants to to be widely distributed i don't know what is widely distributed then i mean i agree no i agree i agree yeah so but but i agree with what terry's saying um that all cards from the rookie year should also be rc i mean it's uh, i sort of see what i see what you're saying terry i don't know that i make that exact direct link because, and again, I'm, I'm talking from the other side now because I, I'm with you, but I don't know if that's the reason why I'm with you on it. I got I have to think about that more. Carlos, please add that to your notes. Rich says, to be honest, the fact that certain parts of a base set are short printed can be considered rookie cards actually seems unfair to some of those would be technically inserts. And that's young guns. Young guns are short printed relative to base cards, but they're numbered along. The hobby has changed so much and it continues to evolve that I think we have to, we just have to expand these definitions. What do you think, Amit? I think we have to because more and more people are getting into it. So the, the, the grid lines are less and less clear, right? So you kind of have to expand it to meet the masses of what their expectation is, right? And that's also what I meant by the dollars and cents of what's going to drive this. If someone's willing to buy that McDonald's version of Sydney Cosby rookie PSA 10 for umpteen thousands of dollars, then all of a sudden it gives credence to say, hey, maybe we got to think about this one a little bit, a little bit harder, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Oh, Peach Carvin says, Peachy Platinum is the auto rookie card of McDavid. Okay. That makes sense. Okay, he means the Opeachy Platinum Auto Rookie Card number 190. Okay, thanks for clarifying. Carlos says, Tiffany Sets and XRC already messed up this back in the 80s. It's gotten more complicated ever since, right? And then, you know, I mean, think about this too. And this came up in the episode with um, with Eric earlier that in terms of pricing cards, when Upper Deck started putting packs of Exquisite in, into, yeah. into boxes of Black Diamond and Ice and that kind of stuff. Like, what are those then? Is Exquisite its own set or are they Ice cards or Black Diamond set? Are they rookie cards? I mean, to me, they are. To me, if that, to me, it's a rookie card of that player. If, if, they're, if they're in the set and it's their rookie year, um, to me, that's a rookie card. I agree. And it was issued in by the manufacturer inside of a product as well, right? It's not yeah. like handed out on the side. It's a product issued and release. Yeah. Brian Kingsley, happy weekend to you. Welcome to the show. Great to have you as always. Carbon says no base versions. Other years of Opeachy Platinum have a have a non-auto RC version. See, and the thing for me is that 
I don't want any of those autographed versions. I want the non-autographed versions myself. The only card, the only autographed rookie card that I really like, because, and this just comes down to what I like to look at, is the SP Authentic Future Watch Auto. To me, that is a player's, it's kind of like Young Gun. Young Gun is the, the, the most common, the most attainable rookie card of a player. Once you get into a... Uh, a higher level product, a higher price point product. My favorite rookie card is the SP Authentic Future Watch Auto because you're, you got a you got a limited card, you got an, a hard signed autograph, and you have just a beautiful aesthetic. It's just yeah, you hit the last point. It's beautiful and it's meant to be autographed. I think the platinum cards like I know some people want autograph version, but I just they don't appeal to me when the autograph is on that card. It kind of detracts. I like the shininess. It's almost like defacing a, 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 a an art piece in my mind because i want to see the art piece of i want to be able to reflect it i want to see the different x's right like how it all peters on the light i don't want another graph on it 100 percent, exactly how i feel i mean because opichi platinum cards are so nice and there's really no room on them for an autograph so just don't even don't even put the auto on there it, it, for me for me at least like just look at that like if you're putting an auto on a card like that it already looks amazing on its own Right? Is right. that an orange checker? With an autograph. Right? And you can see the colors and the, the jazz on the card. Yeah. Beautiful cards. Okay. Billy says, Datsuk had three to four XRC rookies prior to 0102. He came over 23 years old, had three KHL seasons under his belt. Would be interesting to see a Bowman first type RC in hockey. Yeah, I have thought that too, but... But I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of torn on that, Billy, whether I, I, I want that or not. But I hear what you're saying. Chris West says, what about early 90s upper deck sets where players appear twice in sets, right? Like Ziggy Palfi is in that 91-92 set twice. Ziggy Palfi again. Showed up yeah. on the He showed up tonight. He's a very popular player. Just so everyone's knowing, a quick segue, and I have to do this, Jeremy, sorry. There's about 2,588 Ziggy Palfi rookie cards on Com C. So if there's 2,588 of you out there, go buy one each. They're about three cents or four, whatever they are. They might be cheap. Um, go pick that up so we can change the markets and skew it for pro Ziggy Palfi. Anyway, I'll stop there. Sorry. Um, Ziggy Palfi weaves, as I said, as I left a comment on Carlos's video last week, Ziggy Palfi weaves his way through hobby content, YouTube shows, just like he weaved his way through NHL defense cores in the early, early and mid nineties. The guy was a magician. I was a big fan. I loved him. I picked him in hockey pools all the time. Rod gives us some knowledge. He says rookie card rules originated from when a numbered card was in a, from when a numbered card in the set was the rookie, right? Because you're thinking about the 80s, you know, you had in action cards, record breaker cards, checklist cards, and then you just had the base set. The, the only, yeah, that's when they exactly his next set sets have changed, right? Things have changed so much from since back then that the rules need to need to evolve along with the sets themselves. What about this scenario? Is it the Malkin or the Kessel? That's a checklist card, but it shows does it show Young Gun on the front? I can't remember. But is that if anybody out there is listening? Well, lot, me... every yeah, every year they do the checklist in Young Guns and they put on the best players, and then they're they're. To me, that's not a rookie card. That's a checklist that has a picture of the player on the front. Eric says, when I first came back into the hobby, it took a minute to figure out why there were so many rookie cards. I just buy the ones I like. Sometimes it's the picture or something else. Yeah, man, exactly. Buy what you like. Collect what you like. Always go back to collect, collect what you like. Rich says, to Rod, 
But in the early 90s, some players had multiple cards in a base set and only one was considered the rookie card, i.e. the World Junior Championship card versus an NHL picture card. Who decided that? I remember that like the Palfi card in 91, 92 upper deck, I think they both had the RC designation. I think. So just to clarify my comment on Kessel, so Phil Kessel has two young guns. One is the actual young gun, and one is a checklist card, but it still says young gun, and the category is rookie. Yeah, who who are you, Beckett or Com C? Com C. Rookie card or rookie year on Com C? Over designated rookie card, RC. Could be a mistake on Com C's part, probably not, but it could be. Or that's what Beckett had it listed as. Either way, I, I would. I just disagree. I don't think a checklist card is a rookie card. It's a, it's because it's, it's main purpose in the set isn't to showcase the player, even though that's what they're using it to sell more copies of it or to make it a, a more important card, which, which makes sense. Chris West wants us to leave Zygmunt Palfi alone. Everyone needs 50 copies of his rookie. I can't deal with a white rectangle placed on a foil card to accommodate an autograph example, black diamond. And this is coming from an autograph collector. Yeah. Anytime an autograph doesn't look good on a card, I just don't want the card at all. Who made up these rules anyway? The card manufacturers or collectors? Personally, I don't care. Collect we go. Yeah, I think Beckett made up the rules. To be honest, I, I think Beckett made up the rules at the, in the beginning of time. Yeah, you had a. Uh, I can't remember what his name was on. He said that they actually came up with the designation of how a rookie card was to be figured out. I'm forgetting the name right now. Steve Sandgrove? No, Sand. Uh, uh, um, Grant Sandground from Upper Deck when he worked at Beckett. That's exactly right. Yeah, they used to sit around and, and make these decisions on behalf of the hobby. So it was done by Beckett. Beckett sets the rules. And, you know, as much as Beckett has has a great history in the hobby and they're 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 synonymous with the hobby, they're not the they're not, in my opinion, they are not the end all be all on making these decisions. I I I mean Hope it doesn't come across the same way, but I think I'm just as well qualified as any as, as anyone at Beckett is to make these decisions. I'm not, but I'm going to make them for myself. I'm not going to put them on the rest of the hobby, but I think I probably could. Like I think, why not? Why not expert collectors? So, rookie card to me, that's a rookie card for sure. And it's even though it's not pack pulled and it's probably sheet cut, it's a rookie card. Do you recall the first set that featured a rookie that started a debate on whether or not the card was actually a rookie or an insert? Well, for me, it's the McDonald's Crosby. It's the oldest that I can remember. Do you recall the first? Uh, I can't recall. Sorry, I don't recall that one. To me, it's the it's the Crosby. Uh, Peter, people have priced their Malkin checklists like young guns, and once in a while I've seen them purchased. I think the buyers are making mistakes because I have looked at that card a million times and I'm like, oh, look at that price for a Malkin. Oh, no, it's a checklist. Yeah. Mariel Amuse scoring leader. There's a good one. That, I think Terry might be responding to uh, Cardboard Nostalgia's question because there was a time, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, where the Mariel Amuse scoring leader card from the 85-86 Opeachy set was a very important card. It's lost almost all of its luster now, but I bet there are still some, you know, Older collectors, like you know, forty years old and up, that still covet that card because we we remember how important it was back in the in the late eighties and into the early nineties. Uh, Chris West, isn't the Lidstrom in his Sweden jersey more desirable than his Wings one? It is. That's yeah. I believe that's card number twenty six from ninety one ninety two upper deck, and I think it's his only rookie card. I don't think he has a Wings card in that year. I don't think so. Could be wrong. Maybe he had one in like a 
in, in, in the high numbers or something like that. I hope rookie card prices will increase for D-men that get no hobby love. Yeah, we talked about that earlier today on the episode with, with Eric Norton and uh, with Miro Heiskanen being such a beast. Uh, I think he's I think he's the best defenseman in the, in the whole NHL. And along with guys like Quinn Hughes and um, Kale McCarr, we may, we may be seeing a shift, but it's going to be tough. I mean, I'd like to see it, but I don't know how much of the hobby is with me on that one. Oh, it was Pacific's jersey numbered rookies, Chris says, in terms of the first time we were wondering. Okay, 0102 Titanium. That was that was a year that the debate happened, actually. For sure. Tembeck says Terry, the 8990 uh, Opichi Tembeck uh, set. I mean, to me, that's a rookie card. To yeah. me, it is at least. Andrew, welcome to the show, my man. Good to see you. ComC had the RC notation for the Malkin Young Gun checklist, and I reported it as an error because I didn't think it was fair that people thought they were buying the Young Gun. Since then, I believe they've changed it to the rookie year notation. That's for the Malkin, Amit. So you're looking for 0607 there. I'm looking at it right now. He does have a Wings card in that set in the 500s, right? So that was the high numbers. They did 1 to 400 were the low numbers. Hold on. I have a box of that stuff right here. So this is the 90, this is the box, the product, a sealed box. I've had it since 91, 92. And it says right here, this is the upper deck high series, high series cards randomly packed. So this is not the same. This is a later product. It's like a series one, series two thing, but it wasn't series one and series two. It was the regular issue. And then they came out with the high numbers where they inserted the high numbers with more of the regular cards. So that's a that's another kind of unique situation. Um, in my for me, he doesn't have a rookie card in the high numbers. Uh, Lidstrom's rookie card would be that card number twenty six. It came out like several months before the high numbers product did. It's almost a different product, even though it's got the same content. Aside from the high numbers, does the OPG Premier Jagger have a rookie designation? Or it doesn't. It it does. It does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's a different product in the same year, right? Than the regular OPG. Okay, uh, I actually think the Charlton Guide explained that the lower-numbered cards in those early 90s UD sets were considered the rookie cards, whereas the higher-numbered ones were not. So interesting. Yeah, and as I just said, I think that, that makes sense. I, I definitely do agree with that. What? A, oh, here's a good point that Chris makes. So he says 587, well, again, 587 being the Lidstrom from the high numbers in the in the uh, New Jersey or in the Detroit uh, Jersey um, is a young gun. It is a young gun, but young gun wasn't what they are now. They didn't become what they are now until much later, but they're still, I, I get it. They're still young. I'm just going to show you guys the back of this box, which is kind of neat. Um, an oversized Mark Messier card. Kind of cool. I mean, this this box, you can probably find a box of this on eBay for well under $10. I uh, want to get that, car, that, that logo for young gun from that set on a shirt. I just so iconic. Just I know. Small Y, and it's like, God. <sighs> In blue, right? It's like, a, yeah, I know. It's like so cool. Uh, name. Might as well put on the upper deck jacket while you're up. Yeah, that's the upper deck. Uh, I'm trying to remember which shoulder. That's the upper deck jacket right there. Uh, I'm hot right now downstairs. I got to put on my I'm too hot. I can't put it on. Otherwise, I would. I would for sure name. Thanks for pointing it out. Barry says, if Palfi does a signing, 500 rookie cards can move off of Com C. That's all it takes, right? If Palfi... I mean, I haven't heard from Ziggy Palfi in, in decades at this point, but uh, what a dynamic player he was. <laughs> I'm praying for a Palfi signing. Sure. 
Frankie, yeah. Frankie says, I hope card companies bring back the team checklist with a photo of the full team, like the old feature. Yeah. Right? That is what is missing for sure. They did it, they did it recently with um Upper Deck did it in compendium with the yes. they had a card with with the mascots from every team. Yeah. That's the yeah. Oh, Brett Miles says, stop saying high series. My phone is going nuts. High series. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he clarifies here, but I got it the first time, Brett. That's hilarious. Thanks, man. Wouldn't the Lidstrom be similar to Kovalchuk having a Young Guns in Series 1 and a rookie card in Series 2? Too technical for me right now, Billy. I just don't I, – I don't know. I don't – I don't. I can't it's speak a, to that. Really important topic, eh? I didn't think we'd spend this long on it, but it's, it's – we've been on it for almost 40 minutes. Yeah, Tom C. lists all three as rookies. We have. We're, we're at an hour 20, man. We're – we're way past. I'm going to look at the notes I had. We've talked about Opeachy Platinum. Yeah. Uh, we talked a bit about book value of the Gretzky card and how tough it is to change. Um, we I talked like, about, we right. talk about you being on Because I'm Carlos. We didn't talk about the whole kids hobby thing. Which no, we, we didn't. But this is kind of an interesting segue because it's just as tenuous as the rookie card designation, I think. I know, but I don't have another hour in me, man. I got about 10 minutes left in me here. I Jordan S. Sorry, I meet one sec. Jordan S. Welcome to the show. What is everyone's thoughts on the last upper deck buybacks? I have a bunch, not much sell. I mean, I think it's a cool product. Um, buybacks. Uh, I don't have in my personal collection because I don't I don't want the buyback. I want the original card uh, as far as a rookie card goes, but beautiful cards, very popular product as far as I know. Ironically, I only have one buyback. It's this one. Very cool card. Barry's asking for two more hours. I'll tell you what, Barry, I'll give you two more hours if you decrease my Com C fees and um, kind of let me see what hits the what hits the listings before anybody else does. Maybe I'll give you. Two yeah, that, I, I'd like that service too, please. <laughs> Have we heard why Fedorov doesn't sign with Upper Deck? I don't know, but. Uh, We'll, we'll have on another Upper Deck guy in the near future, probably, hopefully, Billy, um, or one of the other guys too, but Bill, probably get Billy on next. He's he, He'd be next in the rotation, and we can ask him that then. So, unfortunately, for now, anonymous Facebook user, no, I do not know the answer to that. If anyone out there knows, feel free to chime in. And for the first time, during, oh, no, LOL. Hi, kick me in, Blay. Welcome to the show. Um yeah, I've only got about 10 minutes left in me here anyway. But, um, oh, what I was going to say is for the first time tonight, we're at the end of the comments until now. Really? Maybe he had a bad experience, wants too much per auto. Yeah, it could be either of those things, right? It's just like, um, what's it? Uh, who is it? Uh, Paul Correa, right? Paul Correa just doesn't have really anything to do with much anymore. No. You're pronouncing it wrong. I hope you can forgive me. I mean, that's not exactly that pronounceable for a first timer here. But if you're, but uh, if you want to put it in, um, what's the term? What's the term phonetically? I'd be happy to. I'd be happy to pronounce it properly. I really would be. Terry says Fedorov used to sign with Upper Deck. Cool. Weekly mail update. Awesome point. Ah, uh, good point. Yes. I only have three cards of meat, so I'll go first. Yeah. These are the three cards that arrive. I did receive some more Tops Project Twenty Twenty cards that are. I've now got, I don't know, about 15 across my shelf there. And those are the ones that I like. I've, I've got a whole bunch more that I just don't like. And I'm just going to sell them and probably take a loss, but just 
they're they're heavy in those holders. So other than Project 2020, three cards came in. The first one was this card here. It's a 2012 Fleer Retro, Essential Credentials Now, numbered out of 26 in a PSA 9 holder of Pecorine. So I'll tell you why I bought this card. I wasn't going to buy it. It's like I bought it as a one-off, but I the guy had like five or six of these for sale, and this was the first one. I thought, oh, I'll just try and buy all of them. You know, nice lot of nice Essential Credentials graded i mean the price of, i got this card was under 10 bucks before shipping this one here anyway i bought this one and then the rest of them i didn't win like i lost out on the bidding on all of them so this is the only one i got but hey shipped i think was 11 dollars. so you can't get a card graded for half of for, for double that so no big easy card to add i've got the, the what's the what was the pink one numbered out of well they're all they're different and different numbering for all of them right so but the, the yellow ones, you know, if the numbering is 1 to 42, the pink ones, the numbering is 42 to 1 for the same player, right? Yeah. Other two cards I picked up, I picked up this. I love Sub-Zero Golds from Upper Deck Ice. So this is 1819 Upper Deck Ice Hockey, the Sub-Zero Gold out of 8 of Marc-Andre Fleury in a Vegas uniform, which I thought was really cool because... It just is. It's just cool, and these are such nice cards. They're they're basically acetate, but they're not totally see through. Just a little bit see through, but they're awesome cards. So that one for my collection, and then I picked up this. Now here's this is right on topic. If if, if Carvin's still out there, this is a Braden Point 2016-17 Fleer Showcase Precious Metal Gems Blue numbered out of fifty rookie card. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I consider it a rookie card. I don't care if I'm the only person in the world that considers it a rookie card. To me, this is a rookie card. And it's numbered out of 50, so it breaks the 99, the minimum 99 rule, which I'm throwing that I've thrown that rule out the window anyway. It's a it's a it's even it's not even an insert or a parallel. It's a parallel of an insert. So I mean, I'm throwing away all the rules here, and I'm saying this is a it's a parallel of an insert numbered to 50, but to me, it's a rookie card. And the fact that this card, I think I I forget what I paid, but it was like I don't know 20 bucks, something like that. And you know his his young guns with the way he's been playing recently, I don't know, I haven't seen them lately, but they're probably over 100 dollars now. A steal of a deal, and from a, a, a precious metal gems card that is you know has all the equity in the world if it was a basketball card. So those are my three pickups that arrived this week. I do have a shipment coming from my U.S. address in the next couple of weeks, so that'll be a really fun one. Uh, before we do your show and tell me, let's just go through a few comments, okay? Yeah. Okay. Rich says, could Fedorov have an exclusive with Leaf? He does not. Here we go. Kig me in the balls. <laughs> Kig me in the balls. I get it. I get it now. That's good. Very good. <clears throat> Is that your real name? That's my question. Anyway, welcome to the show. Billy, Fedorov's money manager embezzled the majority of career earnings. I'm sure he would take whatever Upper Deck was offering. 43 million stolen out of 80 million career. I don't want to hear that. That's so sad. Fedorov was such, you know, imagine like Fedorov is a player that does not get the hobby love he deserves. He, I mean, we were talking Hall of Fame or we're talking with the most, the most dynamic player of his day, really. I mean, his... Upper Deck rookie card from the first year of Upper Deck hockey was all the rage. I mean, that was the best card of the year for many years. That was a huge, huge card. Jordan says, nice. Thank you, Peter. Says, I agree. The point is a rookie as an RC card. Thank you, Peter. 
Amit, let's see what you got. Well, I got a few more cards, but I'm not going to go too long. Um, it's almost 2 a.m. here. Let's go for about five more minutes, then we got to close up. Pick this up. And you guys remember, it's a sealed power deck box. I haven't seen, normally I see singles. I don't know if you can see that on here. But look who's on there. Jordan, Montana, Ruth, and Gretzky. I mean, there's the there's the uh, Mount Rushmore right there. So I picked that up sealed. I thought that was fun. That was worth 10 bucks. Um, got into some soccer, so I picked up some Messi. It's a parallel, so I figured I'd bring that. And then got another one here, Messi. Um, show this on my Instagram. Carter Hart at a three. That was probably a pretty cool card. I'm going to send this off to PSA. What what product is that from? MVP. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Those are very, very cool cards. And this was in perfect condition. Like I checked it over and I'm sending it to PSA. And then you know, those, are, those are very under the radar cards, those MVP yeah. short prints out of three and out of nine. Really yeah. nice. Cards. They're not worth that much. Like you can pick them up for a fairly decent price. Um, here's a set I've been working on. This is my I've already completed the set once. I'm going for set number two. It's the Upper Deck Pride of the Leafs. Uh, it was in 0102, if I'm not mistaken, Upper Deck. We got Iserman on the box. So I'm always looking for those. This is in a dollar box, and I brought it out because it was funny because Kadobin. Printing play 101. Play 101. Get that on eBay now. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, this one I got off a good friend of mine uh, in uh, Hobby Insider. It's a Lemieux Old School Complete. Very nice. Numbered out of nine, probably. Yep. And then I really like these cards. Oh, yes. Synergy. Yeah. So Synergy, I bought for. Those are, those are the purples are numbered to their jersey number, correct? Yeah. And then I picked up this guy. Very oh. easy to be good to have for the long run. Dry saddle young gun. So that's just immediate. Like, I have a lot more cards, but I'm not going to go through and show you a bunch of $3 cards. That would just be boring, and not really anyone wants to see that. And if you do, I'll do a, a, a YouTube channel just on that uh, one day. But, yeah, those are my pickups for the week. Cool, man. Thanks for showing. Thanks for showing. Barry wants to know if I'm doing a Halloween show. Is October? I think October 31st. Is that a uh, Wednesday or a Saturday, Barry? And I'm going to check right now. The 31st of October is a Saturday. Will I do a Halloween show? I mean, probably, right? Ooh, my right. show my show comes on way after Halloween is pretty much done anyway. So in terms of kids coming to the door. So I pro probably will, Barry, but I will not be wearing a costume. I'll, I'll guarantee you that. How did that even happen? No due diligence. And that's a question on the Fedorov embezzlement. Yeah, great question. Fedorov was one of the best players of the 90s. I completely agree with that. Or signed a bad deal from the start. Well, when you're stolen from, I don't know if it's a bad deal or just a a bad a bad advisor. Someone that you're in you're in bed with a criminal there. How are you guys finding Com C shipping lately? Is it getting better? Amit, any comments I, on that? I'm so lazy with Com C. I've got cards I bought six years ago or three years ago that I still haven't had shipped to me. So I can't be. I'm not the right guy to answer that question. I had a, I had a shipment come in from Com C uh, the week before last and. It took two weeks to come in from, from hitting ship to ship. But I also, I chose the most expensive shipping method, but it was only like $2 more than the cheapest method. It was like, it was still like 80 bucks to ship it again to Canada. But it was because I guess there was so much in there that I, I just entered this new stratosphere where choosing the most expensive shipping method was 
was it just made the most sense and it got here in two weeks so i was pretty happy about that jordan says the thing i don't like about mvp is the fake sign in the silver parallels etc the fake signature i hear you i don't hate that i have the i have the um the Nathan McKinnon rookie card that has that. And I don't mind the, uh, the, the, the facsimile silver autograph. So I think that's just a matter of taste, but certainly respect your taste on that, Jordan. And as it always comes down to collect what you like. Yeah. The MVP, the colors and contours. Those are, those are what those are called. Those different parallels. And they are really cool. And they're also die cut, right? They're really cool. Yep. They are. Legion says hit the gritty patch out of 2021. Opeachy in a break. Looking forward to that coming in one in 18,750 packs. So, That'll get you some good money from the set collectors legion. Yep. To me, it's a gimmick. To me, it's it's just a gimmick. It it's something that I have no desire to own, but I'd own it because I'd sell it for more than I paid for it. Hopefully, if I hit it in a pack, so good for you. But to me, it's just it's not a hockey card. It's it's a complete gimmick. But I mean, and it's not a gimmick to me. Like I mean, when I talk about like you know manufactured patches, to me, manufactured patches that depict a player. Are still that player's cards. Yeah. This is this is a, a chase card of the most famous um, mascot in hockey right now. I don't know. Mascots are in the stand. I'd rather have UP. What's that? I'd rather have UP. UP, yeah, another mascot from the Montreal Canadiens, right? Yeah. Uh, name says great pickups, guys. Thank you, name. Yeah, those are good. Thank you, sir. Billy says, Power Deck is such a perfect turn-of-the-century nostalgia product. I've been waiting for a box to pop up at a realistic price for years now. Got it, Terry. Halloween's on a Saturday. Thank you. You can dress up as Teppo Newman in for Halloween. That's a good idea. That's what I'll do. Thank you, Chris. Great idea. After hours Halloween party. We'll do it. We'll do it. What else we got here? Superscripts are super underrated. Yeah, I like the superscripts. I think that's the silver autograph we're talking about on MVP. Those are nice. Thank you to Jordan. Barry says it's oh, here's Barry from ComC talking about shipping from ComC. He says it is getting better. Rushed orders are about three to four weeks, non-rushed are six to eight weeks. So while those shipping timelines may not make everyone so happy, at least we're getting the information. So thank you, Barry, for providing that to the viewership. Greatly appreciate it. Any of you buying on EPAC, I have a bunch on there and got to figure out how to transfer them to how to transfer them, et cetera. I mean, I've never purchased cards on EPAC ever in my life. Amit, do you? Yeah, I broke down the other day. I needed to break something, so I bought platinum. Um, yeah, I'll do every now and then. I'll buy a pack here or there, but uh, just to satisfy the urge. If you have any questions on how to do that, just text me or ping me and I'll help you figure that out. There he is. You can find him on the ticker right now on Instagram at Titan Hockey Stick. Yeah. Ayo Rhino, what is up, pal? Great to see you. Thanks for joining. What are your thoughts on NBA rookie stickers from Europe? Ooh, I mean, a cool alternative sort of card slash sticker to add to your collection. Yeah. I unfortunately I'm not that familiar with them. Are these are these Panini products that are only being distributed out there? Um, I well, think also, uh, Upper Deck EPAC. Uh, you're a basketball product. Don Chickridge in it, and he has a sticker auto. And those are they're trying to sell them for umpteen thousands of dollars. So that's that's a gray area, and I think there'll be a whole show by Carlos on on some rookies. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Chris says I'm just letting stuff sit at Com C. Yeah, I did that for a while, but I just had to have it. Peter says, Hey Jeremy, when you scan your cards to the Dropbox, do you find the color 
little light in the photo after the scan? Good question. Yeah, I was, and I was turning down the brightness in the in the uh, in the settings, and then I forgot to, you know, I, I forgot to, and then I just went with it because to me, it's more about having a record of what I own versus needing a perfect picture of the card. But yeah, I did notice that, Peter. I did. Jordan says, yeah, it's different for sure. You get good hits too on EPAC. Yeah. Thanks, will do. Awesome. All right, guys. I think I think I mean we got to wrap this up, man. We we miss yeah. some, we missed some things, but we can always do it again. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, and I, I'm exhausted. I gotta I gotta get up. <laughs> it's late, man. Well, guys, hey, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here over the next minute or so. So Thanks, everybody, for joining After Hours. Thanks, Amit, for co-hosting with me. It's been a pleasure to have you. You guys want to reach out to Amit, you can reach him on Instagram at Titan Hockey Stick. Give him a follow. Send him a message if you want to find me. There it is, Instagram at Jaylee underscore cards. On Twitter, SportsCardsLIV1. And the email address for the show, SportsCardsLiveShow at gmail.com. Upcoming episodes, I'll stream those right now again. We are booked. This show is booked into the foreseeable future right now, which is great. I don't need to stress about finding or looking for guests, which I haven't really ever had to do, but I'm glad I continue to not have to do that. So be sure to check out all the upcoming episodes, guys. Jordan S., great night, great show. Keep it coming. Thank you, sir. Thank you for joining. Will do. Name, great to have you as always. Thank you, Rich. Thank you for coming. Legion, you the man. Thanks for showing up, Eric. Great after hours is always fun. It's so relaxing for me. I, I just I enjoy both, but this is this is just different. I really like it. JC, thank you for joining. Always love hockey talk. It gets no love here in the states. Well, we're trying to change that a little bit. Once more, of the basketball guys come over. Hopefully, we get more love for hockey in the states. It could be a while. Brett Miles, thank you, sir. Thank you for joining. Always great to see you, Terry. Good to see you too. Great job. Thank you so much. And un un excuse me, anonymous Facebook user says, thanks. Awesome as usual. Great discussion on the RCSU. Thank you so much. I'm sure I know who you are. It's not by your post tonight, but thank you for joining. Andrew Oliver, thanks for joining, pal. Great to see you. Hope to see you at the Expo soon. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Amit, say goodbye. Cheers. Good night, everybody. We'll see you later. Thanks for joining. Have a great rest of your weekend. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.